Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. back to the outdoor drive podcast we are in the garden behind the gardens of the gates with the boys from the working class bow hunter what's up guys what's going on what's happening we appreciate you guys take uh taking the time and letting us in your studio to interview you guys i'm all over the place i'm sorry we had so much fun on the last podcast when we did this i'm a mess um do you guys even know what behind the garden of the gates is no no i sure don't apparently it's like the building right down the road from you I don't know what it is at all, really, because okay. um, you said that on your way out, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But thanks for having us um, at our own studio. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> we appreciate you letting us do this. My mic's falling. Sorry. You're good. All right. Why don't great. we uh, go around the table and kind of tell everybody kind of who's in the room, because nobody's going to know. So I'm East Coast Trev. Austin Chandler, uh, part of the working class crew. This is just Steve. Eric Common. Kurt Geyer. Ross Bigger. All right, they must be living under a rock if they don't know who you guys are. But um, it's great that you think that. But we're from the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. Oh, we're yeah. a long ways that, away. That's who we are. <laughs> if you guys haven't figured that out by now, we're from Illinois and Iowa. Yeah. So we're here actually to do our hundredth episode. We we were you know had the graces of being here and kind of doing that and getting. I can't even talk right now. Dude, you're doing good. Are you nervous? This is your first podcast? <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. No. <laughs> well, we are it's back to time. one. You we know, are... the zeros are just on the other side Sorry. for it. Oh, yeah, there so you it's go. a 100th episode, man. And we just wanted to kind of, you know, thank you guys for, for everything that you guys have done in this time period of us building our podcast, man. Well, thank you, man. I don't know yeah. what we did, but appreciate you guys saying that. <laughs> 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 no, we didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, you guys were stupid enough to have us down here. You know, that's your first mistake. Hey, we enjoy your guys' company, man. It's always a good time. I've never had a bad time with you guys. So, I, I well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I was going to say we could roll that one back. But if, well. <laughs> maybe some other time. Right. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> honestly, I was just, we talked about it. And I was like, hey, I, if you guys want, you know, because you guys were never on our show. So right. come down and be on our show. And I was like, if you don't mind, we, you could do your 100th episode here and we could make like a special weekend for it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So everyone listening, if you didn't catch it, uh, prior to cutting our 100, we actually just rolled out an episode with Working Class over on their platform. When it comes out, get over there and check it out. So yeah. it's probably going to be a lot better, have a little better flow and make more sense because at this point, we're just bullshitting. Good. So that's our that's kind of right. podcast. Yeah. yeah. We're a couple of bloodies in already. Hey, listen, yeah. this is exciting for us because we're on your show. And so we can just follow your lead and we will talk about anything. Yeah. So hopefully that makes this easier for. I know you're nervous, Trev. But. <laughs> What's it like being on someone else's show in your own studio? 
It's weird because I want to like take charge of the interview. Take over. You won't do it. No. But, <laughs> yeah, you, you wish, bitch. No balls. Pussy. Pussy. No balls. Honestly, I think it's the first time we've ever done it, ain't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hey. So it's a learning experience for us, too. Hey, you got to try everything once. That's yeah. right. Always it, down to pop a cherry. It just seems different because we. it's, it's, it's a cool, actually. Right. Yeah. But it makes me want to be like, Trev, tell me about. Yeah, but what do you want? They already know everything about me. So why don't you tell me something? Well, you're interviewing me. What do you want yeah. me to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> what? So, so tell us a little bit about working class for the guys that haven't really, mm-hmm. you know, been. I mean, living under a rock, obviously. Yeah, if you don't know at all, like just from like zero, zero to a hundred, I guess, if you will. Uh, we started in early 2015. Um, we've done f- like 470 episodes up to this point of recording with you guys. Uh, you guys were 470. Mm-hmm. So if this launches before that, everyone knows that's coming. Um, haven't missed a week since we started. Um, we kind of just wanted something comfortable, a comfortable listen, because when we started, we didn't really think there was much like that out, you know. And I think we're one of the few that started when we did back in the day. But anyway, we There's just only a hand few when yeah, we you guys first like started. The OG. Yeah, which is weird to think about because when we sure. would go to like shows and stuff back in the day or tell people about the podcast, be like, what's a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's different. It's cool to see like how it's changed, but uh, we just committed to it and have so much fun with it. And it kind of like turned into a company and then kind of just rolled into the point where like now we have our own facility and studio and all that stuff. And we got some big projects coming down the line. Um, I guess we can just go ahead and make one announcement now. That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a series coming with Drury Outdoors and DeerCast. That's incredible, um, Which is a dream come true for us. I mean, nothing's changing with us. The cool thing about that, though, it'll be, um, you can find it on DeerCast, you'll find it on Drury Outdoors YouTube, but it'll be clean. Because, like, you yeah. know, on our show, typically mm-hmm. we kind of cuss a lot and just don't say whatever we want. And we probably miss a lot of listeners because... You know, they want to listen to their kids in the car, but that's just the way we've always done it and the way we enjoy to do the working class series. But this one will be kind of E-rated, E for everybody. And so that'll be fun to do that. We have a lot of things, you know, I can't get too into detail, right. but uh, it's going to be different. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. And uh, so that's a big announcement. You know, we're working with the biggest guys in the whitetail game, um, the OGs of the whitetail industry and I mean, really the turkey industry too. But um, so we're super stoked about that. Um, developed a great friendship with Mark Drury and, and Matt and and all them guys over there, at all good people. Um, so basically, he just started from a passion of hunting, had fun podcasting, just stayed at it. And then over the years, you know, Austin and Ross got added into the crew, and it's kind of just all... And Doug. Yeah, Doug. Yep, Doug's in there. And then it all just kind of fell into the groove, and it just makes sense. Right. Like, it seems like <clears throat> it's fairly effortless as far as our crew is concerned. You know, it's a lot of effort in recording and doing all that, and getting the content out and all these projects are a lot of behind the scenes work. A lot of people probably don't realize, but uh, it's been fun, man. We've had an incredible ride and we're ready to buckle down even harder moving forward. So that's awesome. And congratulations on the jury brothers. I mean, that's Thanks. absolutely amazing. I mean, that's like, that's a dream come true, right? I mean, yeah, like, oh, it is. like when you were a kid, what did you do? I mean, I know you, you're yeah. like a monster buck lover. Like, yeah. That's monster just bucks like, and jury are my jam, yeah. you know? So like you, you, your whole entire life, you always want that one dream mm-hmm. and you guys are living that dream. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Like, Walking in here last night and stuff, I'm like, so this is what dreams look like, huh? <laughs> like dreams do come true, huh? This like, well, well it's I don't amazing. know. How well, good call after the game coming up last week. All right. But uh, you technically you went from like fanboy to road crew to staff. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's cool though. Like, I don't know, Eric. I don't know how you feel, but 
uh, people say they're like, man, you can believe like what the podcast has done. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't fit. It didn't happen like in two days. And I'm right, like, holy right. shit, I'm with the jury, the jury boys, and we got all this stuff. And it, you a know, lot like, of this has been an everyday there. hustle for six and a half years of just grinding. And well, like too, like when we first started, I didn't think we'd be at this point. No, where we're at now. Like I thought we'd still be sitting in lawn chairs in the extra yeah, bedroom of the house and drinking <laughs> yeah. beer. You know, I mean, we're definitely, of course, we're thankful for it. Like, oh, for sure. Like we're ecstatic. Like I. I can't even believe it. Like talking about it, it makes me feel weird. Like in my stomach, it, it honestly does. But I mean, honestly, if you broke it down, I think I I probably do something for the podcast mentally or physically or some production. Like I'm always working on it. Mm-hmm. Like I have to like remind myself not to fucking work on. You're it super somebody. passionate a, about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a second job. I mean, it every is hundred percent. Yeah. So basically, none of this came about by kissing ass. Like you weren't begging people to drag you along. You know, let me ride your coattails. This no. was Mm-mm. literally they approached us from the ground. Yeah, and they approached us, or it just came up in like a friendship, and it was like, "Hey guys, what do you think about this?" Yeah, or "Hey, you know, you guys are doing this. Want to try something?" Right. Like, you know, that's how it and all it, came about. That's the one point I wanted to clarify. Yeah. This wasn't a you know coattails thing. This was no. you made your brand, and they respected. Well, it. What's funny about it? Early on, we had a lot of people that changed a lot for us in the industry. They approached us because of us telling other people to kiss our ass. And not a, like big names in the industry, people that would come up and say, you know, we really respect what you guys are doing. We wish we could do it, but we just can't. So we right. like what you guys are doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, some of the big um, like industry changing phone calls came from big marketing guys like Chase Rawson. And, I mean, a ton of other guys that are big in the industry that um, control the flow or wish they could do things a little differently where we do an episode and we were like, you know, we don't like this. This is wrong. Fuck them guys. They can kiss our asses. They don't like it. You know, if we say this, they don't like it. Go find somebody else. And then people heard it and were kind of like, hey, that's cool. You guys like, and so that helped us. I always thought it would probably hurt us more, but it actually has helped us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just cool, man. Some of the opportunities that have came up and we're passionate about it. We really care about it. We're hunters first, but we're podcasters second. And I think that's also important. Because if you're a podcaster first and you're a hunter second, then people aren't going to believe in your content. Right. I mean, and you guys are just all big buck killers. You have the team, the WCB team. I mean, there's a lot of things that you've done over the time. And like us being on our 100, a lot of people don't understand the grind that goes into it, the work that goes into it, Mm -hmm. the effort that goes into it, the time that goes into it, Mm -hmm. you know, even the time away from your families. You know, like, yeah. dude, it's 9 o'clock in the morning right now. Hell, my kid's in the studio right now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you, you go through those struggles and yeah. to try and get these things to happen. And people are like, oh, I, one of the things that, like, kills me, right? And I get it all the time. Oh, it must be nice. Oh, we talked about this the other day, yeah. Austin. Like, It's always the guys that are usually subpar and frustrated. And they see somebody that's successful in whatever field it is. And they always feel the need to cut you down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me. Do like, you get a yeah. lot of that, like with your, with you know, being the Lord and killing a ton of bucks? Like, does that happen <laughs> a lot? Like, people are like, man, "Oh, it must be nice." You have a nice. There's always the must be nice guys out there, and it doesn't bother me. Like I said, I don't see a, a Mark Drury sitting next to me saying, "Man, must be nice." Like that guy recognizes the hustle. He knows what it takes to be where mm-hmm. I'm at, and and everybody in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't concern myself with the must be nice guys. And I, one of the things I love that, that about you, Austin, by the way, because you're sometimes we'll see a comment like, man, fuck these guys. And you're like, dude, 
they're nobodies. Right. Like go to their page. They don't even have a profile picture. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, so it's don't, like, don't take it to heart. Who yeah. gives a fuck? But it's weird when you're like in media and then all of a sudden people start shitting on you. And you're like, I didn't do anything to you. <laughs> right. But you almost need to keep your head down and just keep grinding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just yeah, like, you, have you know, to. it is what it is. I mean, you, you know, don't let it slow you down. No, you know, you just kind of laugh at it and you're like, and, and I say this all the time, man, y'all can do this. Anybody can do what we do. Right. It's just, yeah. you want to put in the time and the effort. You want to stay passion, away from your family. Right. You want to, you, anybody can go and kill big bucks, but it's just what you're going to put into it to get mm -hmm. there. Right. Exactly. I mean, like, are you going to go and lease a good farm? Are you going to put in the work? Are you going to, you know, to go catch big fish? Are you going to put in the time, the money, the effort? I mean, there's a lot of shit that we put aside to do these things. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not, it just doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, we're 18, can, 16 hours away from home. We left everybody to come do this because right, we want right. to. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Leave yeah. it up. Passionate. You got to be passionate. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of it, though, is you can't, I mean, you can, but you really can't do this to this level on your own. I mean, you need that dynamic like you guys have. You've got crew. him over here keeping you grounded when you get worked up. You know, I do the same thing yeah. for Trev. He'll call me spun out of his head. And I'm like, dude, just chill. What does mm -hmm. it matter? What does it change? Who cares? Yeah, right. And also, you know, we touched on this when we record. You guys mm -hmm. were on our show. Like your peers in the industry, having good peers in the industry also helps too. Because, I mean, from every angle, from that to just helping each other grow, it's important, you know, especially when you find the right people that you want to work with. I think one of the biggest things that keeps me moving on, honestly, is the supporters of the podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, 100, like, I owe my life to those guys, like, 100%, like, you know, it'll be the middle of the night, and they'll text you, and they'll be like, bro, what you did was one of the coolest things, or what you said was one of the coolest things, and that keeps driving me to go to that next level, like, yeah. I want to do it for them. Isn't like, it weird, though, at first? It's, I still it find weird. it weird. It, like I'm, it trips me. Out. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. Every time we get a message, someone's like, "Hey, dude, good podcast," or like, "Hey, this joke was funny," or someone makes like a meme from the podcast as a joke. Like that makes me laugh so much because <laughs> it's because it, I got it's cool to have those people involved. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then the fact that like they took the time to listen to you and then took time to write a message to you about it, you're like, man, thank I. I do my best to respond to everybody I can, but it's like yeah. a full-time gig. We've got a pretty loyal, hardcore following, too. It's cool to yeah. see the guys that have kind of followed us along through this journey in the last five years. A lot of the same guys that started with us are still there supporting yeah. us. It's oh, pretty yeah. cool. Unbelievably thankful for that. It's yeah. like going to the shoot. Everybody that comes, it's just the most it's the most surreal thing ever, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like being an outsider looking in, and you go there, and some of the people, I mean, like Judd, and I mean, there's a million ones, yeah. I mean, oh, for yeah. names, why? And then they, they're constantly there every single year. They're the most friendliest people in the world. And it's they like really, one big family. It's incredible. It's incredible what the podcast brings. The podcast family is just insane. Well, here's the thing. We're thankful. Where else can you do, like in the shoot in general, where can you take that many competitive people, throw them together, and not hear a single negative remark? Exactly. Dude, yeah. Honestly, I thought that too after this last year's shoot. I was talking to Erica after. I'm like, that was the perfect day. Mm -hmm. It was. Like, you get that many good people together, and it's just a perfect day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody has the same interest. Everybody kind of knows each other either through the internet, through the podcast, just interacting with each other or whatever. And and all a, these competitive guys are all standing there shooting these long range targets, laughing, laughing, laughing and talking having, shit. And never, we weren't talking shit until Kurt started it, and then everybody <laughs> right. started it. I, that's I, the best I, part of the whole shoot. Yeah. I, I like, so at the end when we start giving away big prizes for arrows, I like to spice it up. But because otherwise, everyone's just quiet, watch this guy shoot. Well, I don't want that. Like that's fun, but I want to spice it up. Like, it's like put working the pressure. A, on. It's like working in a factory. You got to have that thick skin. You oh know? yeah, I'll yep. just start. I get the the mic or the megaphone thing out, and I'll just start talking shit about the person shooting. Like I'm being friendly, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to encourage 
everybody to, else to, to do it as a joke. You know, don't hurt the guy's feelings. But then, <laughs> when, unless you know him really well, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Don't bring out the, the, the deep digs on him in front of a hundred people. Brought to you by taller socks. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, one Dude had shorts on and big white tall socks, like knee socks on, <laughs> long socks and flip flops. Keeps the mosquitoes away. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Sarah brought to you by taller socks. <laughs> but that's the fun of it, man. Yeah. Everybody's always smiling, always always having a good time when yeah. it's all the guys that are around you. I yeah. mean, it's it's incredible the the vibe that you guys bring and the things that you guys have built over the five years. I mean, it's just you know watching you know some of the guys in the team or even you know some of the pages like like you're saying the memes and all the other stuff. It's just incredible what you guys have all done in this time. And then Thanks, man. you know to then work with Mark Jury. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's it's absolutely incredible to watch you guys evolve from from the beginning. You know, it's appreciate that. It, it it really is. I mean. How, how does it get any better than that? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't. I'm, honestly, I like to think that as long as in anything that you do, as long as you uh, don't live off of grass is always greener on the other side, but always strive for, always have a goal. You got to have goals <clears throat> and yeah. whatever you do, no matter what. So keep pushing and and, and having fun. What's what's the next step? So right. just keep moving forward. Go over that next rage. As soon as you get comfortable, that's when everything just kind of mellows out mm -hmm. but yeah you gotta be nervous a little bit you gotta be a little scared all the yeah. time yeah you've been saying that forever yeah i mean it's true it is no absolutely i, I mean it is but we record a lot <laughs> so it's like you know i mean that's honestly i love recording podcasts you know it's fun and we have good people on the crew like we're thankful for that you know mm -hmm. like we all mesh well our personalities all vibe very well you know, it's like Eric's super calm and chill, and so is Doug. Ross and I are probably the more wiry guys of the crew. Austin's real true. But, like, if two dudes are going to get worked up over a situation, it's me and Ross. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> me and Doug I get wound like, up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of need that, though, because if we were all, like, Eric and Austin and Doug, I mean, it'd be kind of mellow at times, yeah. you know? You listen to one episode, you're like, that was cool, but I'm going to move on. But we keep it spicy the with dynamic. the dynamic that we have. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you can bring up a topic and me and Ross will get spiced up about it and let you know exactly what the fuck we're thinking. And you guys do too, but I think I'm, we're probably a little more direct. I hate to leave something unsaid. Yeah. <laughs> when I've got an opinion. Yeah. Well, that's fun though, right? It is fun. Because that's why guys listening to some of these other guys that have strong opinions, like you might disagree with it, but it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I think, I think it's good. You need that. Do you think that that plays into your whitetail world and hunting whitetails? Like, how you you go to attack on a whitetail? Mm, yeah and no. Yeah, I'd say yes and no. Like, I feel like... I get, I get torn both ways, I guess. Me too. If I were... I mean, I want to, like, dive in there and just go right after it, but then I'm laying back being conservative and quiet. Like, oh, shit. See, that's... I don't want to get too It's close. kind of backwards for Ross and I, I feel like. Like, you're more outspoken and yeah. probably a little more aggressive than I am in person, but when it comes to whitetail hunting, you, you hang back and, yeah, and wait right. for that December time frame, and I'm like... First November, man, I'm diving into the heart of it. I'm, I'm getting after it. I see it right when I'm going jugular. after him. <laughs> he does, yeah. too. He does. And I actually have to feed off of that. And he's he's got me uh, basically talked into making some of those bold moves, and it's worked out for me. Well, that's what I was saying, so I just too, got, I got like, to go to Austin to listen to hunting tactics. Well, we'll back off, but we'll, <laughs> we'll hit the calm guys up. Because, I mean, my brain might get ahead of myself a little bit, and I might make a dumb decision. I'll run it by the, the jury of the calm guys i don't know what the fuck i was doing there <laughs> but basically just be like what would you guys do right and it's like ah oh, man yeah good move or hey have you thought about this like yeah i'm, I'm getting rammy sometimes or not rammy enough 
And that's what's cool about this dynamic between all of us here is like, if we want to make a game plan, I'll, we'll all run it by each other and be like, is this a good game plan? And then <clears throat> yeah. Austin or Kurt or Ross or Doug will come and be like, well, I would do it this way. Yep. Just something yeah. you probably didn't think of. Yeah. Give you, know? you something mm-hmm. else to think about. Right. Have you right. thought of this? Right. Pretty much. I think that must be like the good thing about having a group like that. Of a bunch of guys, so it's not like so. Me and Steven, I can ask Steven what's up and be like, "Hey, dude, what do you think about this?" But it's only one, so yeah. like, is his opinion the best mm-hmm. or is mine the best? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so to have a group of guys, it's probably a good thing, right? And this hey, is a uh, big yeah. group of guys, and we do have a really good dynamic. But and and the group seems to expand, and and we keep getting you know knowing getting to know more people, and then you'll get a weed in there. You got to get. That's a life in general. Yeah. They need plucked occasionally. <laughs> yeah, every now and then. So then again. that's out of the way, and then you're back to we're getting a big group. So mm-hmm. what do you think that the, like the pros and cons of having a big podcast group? Because like you guys are like one of the only ones in the hunting realm that have a group that that's big to podcast with. Like, do you think that is there pros and cons to it? Yeah, I think I think for us the pros are. Uh, one, like we talked about, we have the dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not always all five of us on the crew. Like mm-hmm. we, we always say we have the main three and then we have like the bonus points, which are Austin and Ross, you know, and um, which is great. Like we are this. This is the working class team, all five of us. Um, I think that's good. And I think uh, like if Eric's got something with family or somebody else has got something with family, we can fresh up like our co-hosts can change, but they're familiar. And then. You know, I might do, it might just be me and Eric on an interview with someone. Like the other day, we, it was just me and Doug on an interview with mm-hmm. Mark, Jury. Mark Jury. It might just be me and Austin and <clears throat> whoever. Or if I'm on a hunt, these guys can hold the fort down and do whatever. And I think that keeps it fresh. And <clears throat> and we always have, like, hunting content because one of us is always getting after it. Like, we're all mm-hmm. passionate. Like we're, we're all hardcore hunters. The cons, I maybe if you're not familiar with the podcast, it might look muddy. Mm-hmm. But whatever just listen to an episode and you figure it out but i think we pull it off and i'm not saying another crew couldn't pull it off but i feel like the way our show has been set up from the beginning that we have a very malleable platform to where we can kind of make that dynamic work which i think if someone like i think if you guys added three more dudes to your crew it'd be weird yeah right away right of course you can make it work probably but like right away it might be like whoa what's going on well we kind of set it up from the beginning with (laughs) we had three guys from the beginning we had four guys yeah from the beginning so it's always kind of been that dynamic of more just not one basic host you know we always had the four people so i think from the beginning that's just and then we just followed with it all the way through so then people can fall wrong right from the beginning with having that many people in right. the room right. but that too i mean if you look at just some of the like you know hunting content of course is like the king that's what people are tuned in for originally but we have a camp of our crew is like a hunting camp and it has been since day one. So you get the jokes, you get the duck guy, Doug jokes. You get the, I mean, even when Steve was around, just the random fucking jokes, us making fun of Steve or like Doug will do something. We'll talk about his mustache, Doug's mustache predictions, or let's piss Ross off about a topic. Um, (laughs) Lord Chandler, right. Right. Than itself. Like, you know what I mean? And Eric's like little sayings, go piss up a rope and shit like that, that he adds (laughs) into it. Like that comes with it. And that might not be seem as, important when you write it down on paper is like this is our podcast working class bow hunter we got piss up a rope we got a mustache <laughs> we got memes make sure we got you it. say that oh yeah. yeah say that because on paper that's like that's has nothing to do with the hunting podcast right but kind of that, that's what makes it it's what makes the content a little better because one i think it makes it comfortable and pe- there's people that flat out fucking hate our show that's i get it whatever mm-hmm. um but for us it's more fun with our dynamic 
That's awesome. Well, most times when we say that dumb shit, we don't even know we're saying it. It's the fans that come out and be like, that was fucking hilarious. I'm like, I don't remember saying it. And they're listeners that haven't just jumped on out of nowhere, and and they feel like they're missing whatever. So where did this this piss up a rope thing or or Doug's mustache or whatever? Lord Chandler. Where'd that come from? Like, well, we're 470 deep, so maybe I need to go back and listen a little bit. So even the newcomers just want to feed back and listen to what's going on versus and then you get the other guys that have been there from the beginning Mm -hmm. and every time something like that slips in it's like oh shit you know it's it's, yeah that's just how they Mm -hmm. how they roll yeah right I love it. Yeah. I want real quick, and then I'll let you yeah. host your own show here. That's okay, man. I love it. A, a comment. This is a bullshit section for one on one for a hundred, so it's it's fine. A comment we had, uh, we posted about we're gonna have the Spy Point pickup truck here, and we posted the video, and uh, and everybody has their own like trail cams, broadheads, bows are all opinionated products. Someone's like, not a fan of those trail cams, but I love the show until you guys get canceled. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious <laughs> because we say whatever we want, you know, he's kidding. Right. Of course. You know, and I'm like, that's our people. Like, that's yeah. fucking funny. It's just funny because everyone's getting canceled right now. I interrupted you. Austin. No, I just, it's relatable for guys like guys that go that hunt. They sit around and bullshit with their buddies. They do the same thing we're doing. And that's, oh, yeah. I think that's why it's popular with people. They, you know, every guy's got their token phrase or move or whatever it is. And in your group of buddies, it's, it's that way. And we're not... I mean, it's pretty much we're just buddies sitting around bullshitting about hunting is what we're doing. We mm. just have a microphone in front of us. So yep. it's just it's relatable for people. Exactly. Do you think that you guys being that way with like cussing and so on and so forth has kind of hindered you from some things? I think oh, we yeah. our downloads could be higher. Okay. Um, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, we, we can't, right. we can't be real. So I, and, and, I'll, and I'll explain this to you why I asked this question. Right. So we we've kind of tossed around the idea because I, I'm a sailor. Right. And I. I swear, like, there's no tomorrow. Like a I do. I'm bad. And I, I really am. And I try He's to... the definition of it. I try and tone it down, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously sometimes it's too much. And I, you look at you guys and how much you've guys grown. And I just was wondering if that you, you think that that had stopped you a little bit. So we've yeah. kind of toned it back and kind of gone kind of more a little bit less. Now, when you see negative reviews on our show, that's what it's about. Yep. Our cussing. I tried to listen while my kids were in the car. I'm not into it. I don't like these guys. I see other things. I'd listen to them, but I heard they cuss, so I's not even going to try it. Like for some reason, yeah. that is all. Uh, that's the one thing that'll keep people from listening. But are you really raising your kids right if you don't hear cussing? I mean, it's not realistic, <laughs> right? That's life, right? I, right. I, and I'm not saying it in a negative intonation. I'm just no. saying my, my outlook on things is, and this is that strong opinion thing. I think if someone uses swear words openly, they're honest. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's more, now, I, I take that information and better if somebody's talking to me like they would on the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's like an emphasis or an exclamation point on something, whatever they're passionate yeah. about, what they're talking about. I don't know. I mean, I, when I'm talking and, and it's got a flow, I guess if you're saying you got to cut it back on your show, it's got a flow. You can't just be like one of them awkward right. cussers it's like yeah well, you're yeah, just dropping like every fuck. other word you, you've wow. got to eloquently yeah. add it into the yeah, conversation you, you know it's got to have that right usage yeah you can't don't, just don't, don't be a fuckhead about it you can't <laughs> use the f word as an adverb a, a noun a pronoun yeah. an adjective all in one sentence but you know? that's also like i think a big appeal to this series that we're going to do with with drury is like that's going to be clean because one that's Drury is that way, mm-hmm. but we can still bring that vibe without dropping f bombs and Correct. stuff like that. Absolutely, you know? and, and if we do, we'll probably just bleep it out. And I think the bleeps are hilarious. Yeah, Redacted. it's gonna so add funny. to it. Yeah, I think they're funny. <laughs> like if if I could, if I had the energy to go back and just over every cuss word, <laughs> I think it'd be yeah, hilarious. Then, oh, it's for like our show, it'd just be turkey calls the whole episode. Eric, suck my. 
<laughs> Suck my turkey? What's that Suck my gobbler. My gobbler. My drumstick. <laughs> uh, this Steve. podcast. Gobbler <laughs> sucks. But. Steve, do you want to try the new segment on these boys? You came up with it, so I, you I, might as well run it and see I, what happens. And I see. think we I want to see. Is it, you know, brand, we is kinda, it brand new? So, so. We, we're going to release this on the 100th, right? And and it's something that we wanted to try, and nothing better than doing it in, in a group of guys like this, especially you guys. We've gone through the whole thing of like how you guys know each other, so on and so forth. So we're going to let Steven take this one. All right, so I'll, I'll kick off the first one. I'll hand it over to Trev and let him throw one out there. So we, we were contemplating what's something new, something we can do, but it – it's unique, and it only works when you're working with a group of people that know each other, right? Okay, I like this already. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my question is, Kurt, how well do you know Eric? Is he a boxers or briefs guy? Oh, so that's where the question starts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a boxer briefs guy, and I think probably everybody in here is a boxer briefs guy. Oh, yeah. I wish I had a ding-ding. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So we got the easy one. What's up? All right. So, Trev, I'll, so I'll, I'll go it to you. All right. So, I'll go I'll go Ross Ross and uh, and Austin. D- Ross, how well do you know Austin? Does he like big eight-pointers or do you like non-typicals? <sighs> Shit. <laughs> I feel like that changes. Yeah, depends on depends how big on the, it is. Depends we're, on the, we're starting to eat our way up. Yeah. Depends on the year, depends on the deer. Depends I guess. on what what's on camera. Yeah. I mean if we were going they're... typical or non typical, that'd be an easy one to answer for me. Yeah. Non typical. I'm a non typical. I can tell you that guy. one, yeah. yeah. That's why I threw the big eight in there because yeah, I like big eights. Depends on how big of an eight. Nice. All right. So no, that was Kurt to be big eights. Yeah, yeah, you're the big eight, eight man. Big was, eight yeah, guy. I love my big eights, but I'm I'm ready for new and exciting things. You know, drop tines and shit. Until this year, <laughs> give me a drop tine, give me a good split too. Until this yeah. year, have, giant have you gotten a drop tine buck yet? Last year, I count it. It's an inch okay. and like three eighths. It so you do count yep. it. All right. I've never. For Ross, it's easy. He doesn't look at them unless they're 200. Yeah. Well, that must be nice. <laughs> right. Shit. Yeah. No, I missed a Austin film me uh, shoot and miss a 12 inch drop tine. Two, two, three years ago? I think he was a big eight with he a, was big a big 13, eight with a, 12, 13 inch drop hanging yep, off one side. Big, that was like my life's goal to kill a drop tine deer, and it was a megalodon of a drop, and <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> it, but life. in your defense, it was late season. That deer was sketched to the max, yes. and we, he, was, he got by our shooting window, and we're both like, at the same time in a redneck blind and he's just like just went like out to about 70 him. and stood there and ross didn't have time to dial the site no i just switched over to a hha single pin and i wasn't used to it and i in not that, saying that was my, that was the whole thing in, in that scenario there aren't many guys that would have executed that shot and made it i mean that, that was a tough one i held but it was over. a heartbreaker because that deer was 30 yards right under God. us God. Mm-hmm. I, never. I, I like the segment though i like the idea that is there more? I want to do more. No, oh. you, you want to do more? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go, Ross, how yeah. well do you know Kurt? If he yeah. could only shoot three does for meat or a 125-inch buck, which one would he go? Three does. Yep. That's right. Wow. Yep. Three does. All right. Three does all day. Fair enough. That's 100% correct. All right. You're way better at this. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I fail. It's a fun segment. I hope there's a jingle. Are you guys just making Ooh. this shit up off your top of yeah, your head? Yeah, this literally yeah. off the top oh, yeah. of my just head. Just the top of our head. We, right. just, if you raise see, that, if you raise that question to from one twenty five to one sixty five. Oh no! See if I said that, I know it'd go. We already yeah, know what one, that would be one forty five. Yeah. That's getting that's, that's getting to that. Yeah, line. you're getting in the danger zone there. That's what to switch over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Danger gotcha. zone. All right, <laughs> all right, so I'll go full room. 
what kind of mustache cream does Doug use? Mm. Well, he uses anything. He doesn't. It's his own saliva. It's, called, <laughs> it's beaver this oil. Morning, this morning's breakfast. It, it's a hey. combination of line and Kugel and bush light. It's called <laughs> juice. <laughs> Turkey juice. Gobbler oh, juice. Oh, Gobbler juice. Oh. <laughs> I, I had to bring Dougie into the show a little bit at some point. If you ever point. spend time with him, he's always like... Licking away. <laughs> We've been trying to get him to dye it black, like jet black. Which he used to do. He said he denies it, but the I actually Tom watched Sally. him. I Bring watched it on the him. Old Tom All the secrets are coming out. I watched him just for men, that bitch, one day. Just <laughs> Dude, keeping, it, keeping it red for the ladies, huh? He yep. needs to dye it black before season because I think that'll bring good luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, Dude, going back to that, statement. how accurate has the mustache been? Terrible. So, no, you got to give him some, some credit. Here. He's got a couple. So, it started really accurate the beginning was accurate yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I, what happened the first was, year was pretty on point it was pretty on point like fairly, he was predicting who was going to kill when yeah fairly magical and it was close and then what happened was kind of like uh one of those he could like at that moment in time when doug was at his peak performance he could open one of those like Terra palm card reader miss cleo miss cleo you know <laughs> and but thing is like everyone was coming to doug for predictions well, then you get some bad hunters in there that aren't going to kill shit anyway, and then you get just too many, and it came in volume. You threw his mustache off. Yeah. You it, rubbed that genie in the bottle too many times. Yeah, just, it, wore, <laughs> it wore the coating off the outside. So we've been trying to get him to shave it and regrow it, dye it, burn it off. Burn it off like a CRP field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Burn it. Yeah. <laughs> Great burn idea. It. Controlled burn something to kind of refresh it and bring back the magic. I think dyeing it would be sufficient. Um so, I don't think he's getting rid of it. Well, well regrowing. And, and on that point, so since he ain't going to cut it, he ain't going to kill it, he ain't going to get rid of it, have him re-dye it, lower the standard so it's just the core group. But for every time he's more than two weeks off, he has to dye like a white line. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the <laughs> <way. Yeah>. stripe. <laughs> the yeah. nude stash. I yeah. like it. So if it's wrong, you got to punish it. <laughs> Hash marks. Yeah. I actually have one of Doug's mustache predictions right here wrapped up and sealed. Till the end of season. This is for Greg from Drury. He dug me a prediction on the show, and we wrapped it with paper and taped it up. And so that's it. And who's the prediction for? Greg. For Greg. Yeah. yeah, Greg Glessinger. Wow. So dang. All right. Can't open I that. Kind of forgot later. about that one. Yeah. Well, you're gonna have to make him dye that thing soon. The predictions are already on the table. It's mm-hmm. that time of year. Or maybe with the predictions, like two weeks off, we just shave a little off each time. So just actually, mm-hmm. I think it was during that Greg podcast that, that he might have made some predictions for the table. So we'll see how close. I think he is. I think he wrote down something for all of us in there, didn't he? I don't remember. It, I, don't, I don't remember either. If he wrote them down or not. Too I'm, many old fashions. I'm an see, idiot. but then you got to come back with a positive. So when he is accurate, you know, you need to get him like a. Uh, a little metal mustache brand and have him hit it with the lighter and he can hit it on a spot here at the mm. table for every time he's accurate. This table's too nice for that. <laughs> I mean, you did have to take Why don't we just hey. brand him with it? Hey. We'll just, now you're on to something. We'll give him a sign here in the back on the brick wall. It's like gold, the gold stars. Yeah. And he can put a gold star <laughs> on a gold like mustache. Your, like, your, like your kindergarten. 2019 again. Ross mustache. Yeah. <laughs> a little gold mustache stickers just... Now, Kurt, you called it last year. I think between Ross and I, you were only a couple days off on a couple of those kills. You had to come yeah. in and show Dougie how to do it. I did. I remember that, and I forgot until you said that. That's I, right. You were the one that nailed that. I took that. charge, and I don't know, maybe sitting close to him at the table, you know, maybe it kind of, 
I don't have a mustache like that, but maybe it filtered in, yeah. <laughs> you know, or I just harnessed some of the power and that's the issue. Maybe just one of his, it over to yeah, you. One of his whisker hairs floated over and got stuck in yours. <laughs> just regrew. <laughs> it's like some <laughs> space jam shit. Did you guys swap? Transplanted space jam. I was going to say, was there some swapping going on in there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've seen where Doug's been. I, I don't let him get close to me. <laughs> you need some old boy for that beard. <laughs> Good God. So, I'm sorry. This is your 100th episode. No, this is the greatest thing ever. This is yeah. awesome. I, it, I don't think that we've even we even talked about how, what we're what we're actually into after the podcast. So like it's like the big rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens in the big rodeo? When I think of rodeo, I think of that we're gonna grease down a pig and the thing's gonna go around town and we're all gonna try and catch it. I mean, when I think of rodeo, that's what I think about. Trevor's never seen a full rodeo. Yeah, he doesn't know what so, it is. They don't have that where I come from. God, we gotta play some Garth Brooks for you, man. Some Go- Chris Gaines. It's Chris Gaines. I'm talking Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines. Let's go, Chris Gaines. <laughs> that's that's this kind of rodeo. That's what I'm talking about. about. Chris Gaines. Did you did no. you bring did you bring the mascara for Chris Gaines? This isn't. I can't disrespect New Windsor and call it a Chris Gaines rodeo. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, so New Win- New Windsor, Illinois, which is where we're at, mm-hmm. is known for the rodeo. It's like the world's biggest little rodeo. And I honestly, I went when I was a little kid. I was out of town the first year we lived in New Windsor. We just bought the studio this year. Last year they didn't have it because of COVID. So this is our first year. We have our studios on Maine, which is where the big parade is coming. So we're gonna have to do the whole parade thing and sponsor the rodeo next year. But literally walking distance out the back of the studio. This afternoon, they're having like a the kitty parade, which is from the school to the rodeo. Oh, that's awesome. And then uh, I think like six or seven tonight, they actually start the rodeo. I mean, it's a legit rodeo. And then there's like a little like carnival fair thing there, too, and all sorts of fun stuff you could do. I've, I've, never, I've never been to it either. So I tried to explain to everybody that it is a sanctioned IPRA rodeo, but most people on the East Coast won't know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't know what that so is either. Yeah. Kind of, it's yeah. kind of Did you guys deal. know that Steven is actually a fucking cowboy? I heard uh, Rumble. You riding I, tonight? Oh, hell no. <laughs> His wife <laughs> told me a young that, man's game. <laughs> His wife told me that I'm not allowed to let him ride, and he's not allowed to go home with any buckle bunnies. Oh, boy. It's legit. You're going to have professionals out here working on their points for the cards trying to get to Vegas in the in December. And yeah, oh, no I mean, shit. It's, because this is legit. I if you look online, it's badass. Like we're going to have to get there early and get up in the stands mm-hmm. and watch because mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty damn cool. There, there's a real good chance on this show that you're going to see some guys that are compete in the national finals. Yep, really. This is where they come to get their points and build up for the year to get there. See, I love that man. Like I love like where our studio is and like New Windsor's such a good like little community. And like everyone that I've ran into from New Windsor has been awesome to us and like welcomed us here and everything. So I'm excited to like get more involved with the rodeo weekend and everything next year. It'll be a lot of fun. Like we'll do the parade and stuff and do some cool ideas. And I've been going to the rodeo uh, or I did when I was younger a lot, here? but I, but yes, I've been out here, but I've been, uh, I've been in different arenas and different things inside, like indoor arena rodeos and things and rode sheep when I was little. I was going to say, are you an got, undercover cowboy? You know, <laughs> <laughs> undercover. but we used to go when I was young and that's, that's what we, I, I rode three or four different times, you know, on eight seconds when he yeah. waves up oh, in the yeah. crowd with both hands. When they introduced me on, uh, the last time I rode, I think I was six. <laughs> I waved at the whole crowd when they introduced me with both hands, like Wayne Frost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Awesome. No shit. That, that's every kid's dream growing up in the country. Like, you see that show when you're five or six, and it's like, I'm going to be 
be a bull rider. Yep. We got yep. undercover cowboy to the right, and we got the catfish to the left over here. I'm Things are going man. good. Been, <laughs> I've been around the block. <laughs> it starts the day Lord off at the 10s catfish. and ends up at 2s. <laughs> yeah. He likes them whiskers. It's, ru- it's reckless. I do got a serious question, and, and it's probably something that a lot of people want to hear back home. What I, We'll go around the table kind of with you boys. What's your favorite day to be in the woods, no matter what? It's one day you'll never miss, no matter what. Here in the Midwest. Eric? Eric? Ooh, pressure's on. Can I pick two? You can pick two. three if you want. Well, October 1st, I go no matter what. And what's the reason for that? It's opening day. Okay. It's opening day, like just that thing where it's a yep. tradition. I don't care if it's 90 degrees out or whatever. You're I'm illegal gonna... to be in the woods with a weapon. Exactly. <laughs> and then and I, kill. Oh, November 12th. Really? It's one of them days. So you're a rut guy. Yep. How about you, Kurt? I'm kind of like on the October 1st thing and like a low pressure spot just to celebrate a, it's opening day. Mm-hmm. But I like any day. Like I think I could kill a deer. Any day you can kill a deer. But how do you know that? There's not like, you don't Changes. have a certain day. You don't have like November you don't have a superstitious day. Like a, I used to. Okay. But now I've like killed enough deer that it's like, it does not stick into that. It can happen on yeah, but any day. But there's like one favorite day. It used that to be like up. the 11th and 12th area. Um, but now it just seems like I'm, I feel like I'm more in tune with it where it's just like, well, whatever day I need to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Like this past season, it was mid October. So what do you look, look for in those days? Deer in in daylight. Deer on picture, (laughs) on camera. Deer in daylight. That or sightings. You know, if I'm like, man, that deer did that, he might do it again. And then I'm making a move and you're not looking at pressure systems or nothing like that. I'm looking at all that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All that plays in like, uh. You know, it's like a super generic answer. Like right. if you, yeah, I like late October into November because the okay. rut's fun. Yep. But, so you, you're a pre-rut guy, guy. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yep. I think it's fun if you can get on a deer. But like last year, kind of changed my thinking a little bit because October was so insane and then November sucked. That's because it was like it was thirty hot. degrees and the first week in October, yeah, and then it got hot in November. Yeah, it got hot in November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was wild. It flip flopped. The months switched places. Yep. How about two hundred inch Ross? What do you? What do you? What's your favorite day? <laughs> Uh, obviously October 1 I'd like to be out in the woods I'd love to just get out there and shoot a doe just to say you know get that first one out of the way whatever just knock the dust off but I never I haven't since 2012 2012 when Austin and I started filming together for the first time we were buddies before that but we actually got in the tree together in 2012 and we saw three we saw three deer, 160 to 200. There was a there was a 165, there was a 203, and there was a 207. All hit the field in the first five days of October. And I said, I ain't shooting no more does. <laughs> like October 1 through 5, they, depending on the weather, you could still come off of your su- uh, summer pattern. And they were feeding between corn and beans. And fortunately, at that point... Um, the corn had been picked, but the beans hadn't, and they were kind of feeding in the standing beans. And if you get that little scenario where you're between two different food sources early, early on, like October one through five, I mean, you can get on some, you can get on those big bucks. I mean, yeah. they're they're hitting those fields. Mm-hmm. So you like so, them early, early. I mean that that early is can. good if you can and you got one located. I mean, you could. I love that early because they're kind of like stupid. They don't. They yeah. don't really know what's going but on. But I, would I just. I, I would also paste that late season vibe to you though. Yeah. Like I so then I was gonna. Mm-hmm. Mine's a little longer answer, I guess. So <laughs> started out with that, and then I lay off, and I won't even mess with it until I don't know, end of October, 
30th of October is a day. Never been. Everybody says Halloween. I've never had a damn bit of luck on Halloween. October 30th. I've had four different huge deer encounters. Killed one on October 30th. Uh, but big deer. I usually have those encounters on October 30th. But they turn. They turn right then. October 30th was one of my days last year. And then the next, the next date that I would say is November 7th. That's my favorite that's, day. That's my. That's day. my day. I'm yep. superstitious though. Seven's my lucky number. So November 7th. If I had to pick one day that I could hunt every year, be November 7th. But specifically for my trophy room, I bet you could take a third or maybe even half of my deer fall in between the 1st and the 7th of November. That's just my hot week. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. For some reason, and November 13th's a hot one. It's not a hot one for me, but it's like a nostalgic one. It's when I killed my first buck was on a Friday, November 13th, and my son was born on Friday, November 13th. So that's kind of a special day for me. Absolutely. That's incredible. Friday the 13th. Yeah. I, I love i'm a pre-rut guy definitely a pre-rut yeah. guy because they're kind of more predictable right yeah i mean like you get you get near that doe bedding you get downwind of it you hunt it i mean nine times we're down and we're down hunting where we hunt public land and it's it's we're there from the first the last week in october to the first week in november and i mean we got to make it happen right mm-hmm. now i just that pre-rut man getting them things coming in and coming downwind and just kind of moving around and trying to find it. I, that's my favorite, anyways. Yeah, they are they predictable. Seem to be more predictable, right? Predictable, and then they are once you get into late season. Right. So I, they I count go food, right? I count like November twenty, like Thanksgiving on. You you get a second little wave of a rut at the end of November, December, and then after that, I mean, it, they're pretty predictable. I feel like though, with the pre rut sucks. It's like the worst. But oh, it's a bad pre rut. It's a bad pre rut. You're just mm-hmm. like ah. It sucks the life out of you. You just yeah. drag it because you're 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 expecting you, one thing. Your expe- your expectations are so high, yep. and when it works out, you're just like I've done that one one time. Just put all kinds of effort in, and I logged my hours, and I had seventy six hours in a deer stand before November first, and I burnt myself out, and I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ever. I, I do that with shed hunting a lot. I'm big with that on shed hunting because you get so excited, you see a couple of deer that don't have an antler, and you're like, I'm in there, right? And you're mm-hmm. on it, and then. 100 miles in, you haven't picked anything up. Or you picked up one or two, and you're like, what in the world is this? This sucks. And then <laughs> and then, reg- then the shed season actually comes, and they're all on the ground, and you're like, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. I'm over Screw it. this. This is stupid. I'm the same you know? way, man. I'll walk, but this is the last goddamn time I'm walking for sheds this year. <laughs> you well, know? Trev got smart. He said, I'm going to just get a dog. That is smart. <laughs> right? That is smart. It's fun. It's different, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's... But you have to have that passion for it, like the the antlers. Like you guys are killing big bucks. For me, I living up in the east, it's tough. You know, like killing a big buck up there is tough. So to have a dog and be able to do those things, it's it puts it puts it puts things in perspective for you because mm-hmm, you yeah. can get on them antlers. You know, I'm a horrible shed hunter, horrible. I mean, I find sheds. You know, we'll find like ten, fifteen sheds. But when you have a dog, it puts a whole different perspective. Now you're working I'm a with dog. You. you you can you can watch the dog. The dog does all the work. And I now having a dog for one year. It just made me even worse of a shed hunter because I don't even care. I just watch the dog. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, yeah, looking for but, antlers. But honestly, dude, uh, there's lots of deer that I've I've killed in the past that I didn't really have any sheds for. I might have had one shed, maybe if you want to break him down and call him a two year old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Find the sheds and so, just kill the deer. Yeah, there's oh, these great so? big ass deer. Agreed. There's these big ass deer out there, and you end up killing one, and you couldn't find this big ass antler that he had. You had trail cam pictures of him all year, like. 
where's this antler at? You should be able to see it from 500 yards away. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm with you on the dog thing. Like, did I just trip over the fucking thing and just kept walking or what? Like, how yeah, many, because how only an inch of it's sticking up. How many do you think you've walked by in your... That's the thing. You know, more than you there. think. Oh, I've, yeah. ste- I've more stepped than on think. two or three of them before I've seen them. Like, under grass from the year before, whatever, it'll flood. The grass will grow up through. You You literally step on it or kick it and then look down and find it. Yeah. yeah, it's like you, you feel like you stepped on that goofy twig, yep. but it's yep. not it quite didn't crack. Right. You're like, oh, that's, yeah. that was not a stick. That's I've, something I learned from Dana Pace, or heard Dana Pace say, is like, it's it's harder to find sheds than it is to kill the deer. And I'm like, that's so true, because yeah. if I had sheds from all the deer I killed, I'd have a pile of really nice sheds. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I I have some okay sheds. How many do you think Dana's walked by? Oh. Zero. I don't think he walked <laughs> by any. He, he a is a point. shed dog. <laughs> Zero. He had one, so he... This is what he told me a while back that he gave his dog in training too big of a shed and it like fell on it and then got scared of him. A lot of the times when you're training with dogs and, and one of the things that I kind of learned going through it and I was self-taught on it, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I was stubborn. I'm like, how hard could it be? I'd raised bird dogs my whole life. Like how hard could it really be to train a shed dog? And one of the things I did kind of read was that when you give a dog a big shed with big antlers they'll like poke themselves in the mouth or they'll poke themselves in the eye or whatever and what happens it'll end up it'll or they have or they go through the teething stage when they're in the teething stage that's one of the worst because they bite something hard and it hurts their mouth Mm. and then they just turn off of it and then you can really ruin a dog kind of like shooting a dog shooting a shooting a gun over the top of a dog oh yeah too young too young young. get them gun scare them yep yep i had it turned the other way so i got a bird dog and and she she used to bird hunt with me a ton and then thunder lightning and fourth of july came now she's afraid but she never was she was never gun shy before so it had turned in an opposite well there direction. was no bird at the end of it right there was no i don't no know how she'd be bird interesting yeah is there like a specific recipe for training i'm sure there is for training a dog but of course personality kicks in right over the top of it like a gun a gun mm-hmm. you shoot a gun and you get you get them gun shy like what well, Fixing you want to be so is... old, you want to be this, you have all this stuff spelled out. I don't know anything about it. it it's, so. I'm I'm fairly new to it as well, uh, but getting to play around, helping a buddy get his bird dog trained up and ready to go this year, young Brittany. And we took her out pretty early, and we'd hold her back, you know, 200 yards. We'd shoot a 20-gauge. Yep. And so we'd go out and shoot Chucker. We'd shoot, and then we'd bring her up and let her send out the bird. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then as she gets the bird, you reward her. Yep. And then we take her back and do it again. So every time she'd hear the shot, she'd start associating a shot with, with a bird, I get to yep. go find a bird. And then, and then you get, get closer. And then you get her closer. And then to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to sit here until I hear that shot because I know I'm getting something good. Yep. Mm-hmm. They work for that reward. They don't care about the bird. They don't care about the shot. They're working for that reward. For yep. Them. So that's interesting. That's awesome. And that's when I, when I get my post, my post started eight weeks old with sound. So mm-hmm. when my dogs come in the house, they start getting fed at eight weeks. We start banging pots and pans, making all kinds of noise. We start with yelling and stuff like that. Just started slowly working them up to get that noise where they know that loud noise. They're feeding and they're just so used to it. And yeah. then you just start to bring that noise louder and louder and louder, closer and closer to them as they're feeding. Then I start bringing them around people, shooting skeet and stuff, and leave them in the truck, shoot skeet and stuff around them. Then you start bringing them around the birds, shooting long distance, like Steven's saying, and then start working them right into it. And then yep. they start to gradually. Because when you get a gun-shy dog, man, I'll tell you, it's, it's one of the worst things. There's nothing you can do. No. Nope. I, nope. Had a, I had a pup recently uh, that we had, to put, we had to put down. She ended up getting sick. But um, she, we would bring into the field. She was fine. Everything that we'd gone through in the training, she was good, good, good. We'd hunt with her. 
We shoot over her back. She was gun shy. She would literally run back to the truck. Yep. And it's, it's, then that dog becomes a pet. Then now you got to find another, they want to do something. They always constantly want to do something, but they always need a job. They always need a job. We just had to put our lab down uh, two or three months ago. We had her 11 years. That that sucked. That's tough. I can't do dogs, man. She's a family. (laughs) Uh, For that reason? She's part part of the family. Yeah. And we, uh, no kidding. I didn't think that I got her gun shy too early, but. She was okay when she was younger as a pup, but the older she got, I would walk to the, I'd, I'd see like a, whatever, I'd see a mm-hmm. raccoon walking across the driveway and I'm going to go grab my 17 and shoot it. And I'd open the gun cabinet and she'd just lower her ears and her tail and just she knew. hide over in the corner and like, Ugh. oh shit, he's bringing the bang stick out. Yeah. So. That, made, that thing makes loud noises. Yeah. I don't know. I, dogs are cool, man, but not for me right now. No? No. Not for me right now. You're well, at that point. You've also got a newborn. Yeah. And Dude. a young kid on top of it. Yep. And I want to be able to leave. You know, I'm not. You ain't got time to deal with a dog. I don't feel like driving my lawn, like, shit, like, with my lawnmower right over poop in the yard. Oh, that is on. frustrating. <laughs> That's a tough or thing. you smash it with your tire and then you smell it for the next 45 minutes. Dude, when I lived in Sherrard. Yes. <laughs> have you guys ever worn vans and then stepped in dog shit? Yep. Oh, yeah. Been yeah. there. Yeah, good luck getting dog shit out of those. Take uh, the hose to it. I about you do. slipped. And my neighbor's dog shit, and I'm glad that dog wasn't outside. Because <laughs> it wasn't a cool dog. It was like a little yip-yap dog. And I probably, it, like, I would never normally do this, but I had, like, the freshest brand new. I have, like, I get new shoes, like, every six months, maybe, because I wear them out. I'm like, finally, nice shoes. Step right in through. It. Just a fresh one. And I'm like, where's that goddamn dog? <laughs> That's wild. That was just me, though. Oh. I did it barefoot one time. That was miserable. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, oh. I think yeah. I'd almost actually rather do it barefoot because it washes off. It washes really really off pretty easy. Do you know what my older cousins used to do to me? They used to take firecrackers and cut the wick in half, and then we would stick them in dog shit, and then we'd have to light them, light the <laughs> oh, them, yeah. and then you'd try and run, and they would blow up in our back. <laughs> That's like self-punishment. They're older cousins, and you'd just be like, yeah, whatever, man. Let me just give you a hammer and hit yourself. Yeah. It's just, you didn't know no better. I never did. That. No. <laughs> yeah, what else do you do? I mean, it's I like know. maybe that's we a used to have bottle rocket wars. Yeah. I mean, we'd shoot <laughs> bottle rockets at each other. But. That's a Connecticut deal. Did you ever piss on like an electric fence or anything being a farm boy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hang on to hands, get in a group, yeah. and the guy that oh, doesn't yeah. know, he's like the the new guy <laughs> at the very end, just barely <laughs> touches earlobe, <laughs> <laughs> light him up. We always did that, like when you're crossing an electric fence, would be pheasant hunting, you're like. Here, grab my hold my gun hold for my me. Gun. And then grab on that barrel. Just, <laughs> just they just don't, they don't know. No, they they knew real quick afterwards though. Because like, oh, yeah. it gets worse as it travels through you. So if you get oh, like, it gets worse. Four guys hanging on to each other. Yeah, the longer it, gets it goes, it gets stronger. Oh jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah. Just just get the guy in the end just and... pissing his pants. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have all kind of evolved from the whitetail hunting and kind of moved on to other things. Um, and you guys are doing some cool things this year. Why mm. don't you guys tell us a little bit about that? Kind of like what you guys got going on for the season? Because I know Austin and Ross are kind of planning a really big hunt this year. I'll go first because mine's not nearly as cool mm-hmm. as theirs. I'm going to Wyoming for a mule deer hunt. Still cool, though. That is That's really awesome. cool. Still cool. Like, I'm stoked about And you're it. going with two badass dudes that know yep. the hills. Yeah, Devin and Clint, we're going out chasing after them. And going to do a memorial thing for my old man. I'm hoping to kill one on his birthday, so September 3rd. It'd be cool. It'd just be really cool. And then I'm going to spread his ashes. And That's amazing. I told Clint I'd like to build, like, a memorial thing somewhere. If I if I do kill one on the mountain, like, do something with some rocks. Out of stone. Is that what stuff? he wanted yeah. to be, with, was, was uh, spread his ashes in Wyoming? Yeah, I know he wanted to be cremated, but, like, I just... 
you know, my dad just wanted to hunt with me and stuff. So I figured every cool hunt I do that's in the mountains, that's like an adventure hunt. Take awesome. a little bit of him with you and dump it at each spot. Yeah. Yeah. Like super it. cool, dude. Yeah. So that's are, what I'm going to do. Are you going to do something special? Like, you know, I know Shad did something with his grandfather and put it in the boat. Is there something that you're going to kind of do? Because everybody mm. kind of does one of those things, you know? I don't know. Nothing like a bow type thing. Mm -hmm. I thought about doing something with his ashes because I I want to be cremated now, too. Mm -hmm. After, like, it was like e ease the process. Because it would have been so much more, like, traumatic, I guess, if it mm -hmm. was like a, a traditional funeral. Um, so I want to be cremated too, but I might like plant a tree and bury his ashes with the tree or something yep. like that. Mm -hmm. you know? A tree is always a good yeah. thing. I, I've had some pretty... you're just in a box. Yeah. Yep. We have some you friends know? of ours back home that they have like a little vial and it has a, like his father in it and he takes it and he hangs it above him in the tree every single hunt that he goes on or he puts it on his gun. I have another friend of mine that made a bullet with his dad's ashes That's in it. That's what I was going to say. Or they did always do something cool. That's why I asked, man, you know, like yeah, the just something. Yeah, the kind of neat. Yeah, then you just, that. he goes on every hunt with you or you have something, he's always in your backpack or whatever the case that may is, be, just always be with you, you know? That is a cool idea. Yep. I never thought of that. That's, I might do something like that. Yeah. Because I had like... You know, when you do the funeral home thing, like they can separate it for you, so you don't have to do that. And I'm mm -hmm. like, so I, I I'm gonna have something like that when I go to the hunt on the hunt and do that there. So I'm gonna spread his ashes regardless. But um, it'd be cool to do it like if I kill a muley, like wherever we set up camp around the muley, like clean it up and stuff yep. to do it there. That's amazing. And then what I wanted to do is everywhere that I spread his ashes, kind of like take the topo map from whatever app I'm using, and then make some sort of frame thing that shows like the topo lines. That would be awesome. That's amazing. Well, yeah. and it gives you something you can revisit too. You yeah. know, next year, two years, five years down the road, you go back to hunt that spot, you get to revisit it and yeah. think about the old man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's that cool. that awesome. it'll be fun. Yeah. That's awesome. I look forward to hearing about that. Honestly. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, let's see. This uh, we got this moose trip coming up. As far as whitetails goes, before we, I got some food plots put in with some big time. I haven't done. We need rain in the worst way. <laughs> I haven't put out, I've been pretty conservative on my cameras this year. So uh, I was conservative last year too. Didn't get a lot of cameras out. I just, I used to put out tons of cameras thinking I could get every deer and figure them all out. But I found I just lay back and be quiet and strike when the iron's hot. So, um, but going into this moose trip, I mean, we're, it's like two and a half weeks away as of right now. So we're, yeah. We're awful close. I mean, I'm super excited and super pumped. I'm nervous to be gone from home, but I mean, it's a two week, it's a two week deal. So it's a haul. Um, yeah. I mean, we're where are you boys headed to go do that? Alaska. We're getting dropped. Oh, you're doing a drop trip. Yep. Yep. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a blast. We're we're gonna be getting rained on every day. We're gonna be soaking wet. Hopefully but. not. <laughs> <laughs> But either way, expect I mean, the worst. Hope for the best. Yeah, we've been. You're planning. going on this too. Yep, Ross and I and my buddy Cody. We're all we're all going to hop on the plane and go up. But we've been planning this thing for almost what two and a half, three years. Three now. years, man. Yep, we we put our name in the hat a couple seasons ago. We're going with a pretty popular. We're using an outfitter. It's like a but they're dropping us. So we're using some of their camping gear and then they're dropping us in the wilderness. So, um, are you bringing sidearms? I am. I'm bringing a 10 millimeter Glock. Ross, you're bringing a 45. I'm bringing a 45. I've got. It's a nine round clip. I got two nine round clips, but I'll I'll shoot him shoot you, that you grizzly eight times, and I'll save the ninth one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. You're not gonna bring like a 357 or something crazy. You're gonna bring a 45. 
something easy to tote i mean you splatter paint their forehead with a with eight rounds really fast i mean i would sure hope that'd slow them down but Whatever you got to tell yourself, bud. No, <laughs> we've, done a, we've done a little research no, on, the, on the handgun yeah. side of things, and a lot of guys that live up in Alaska they recommend like a 10 millimeter Glock's mm -hmm. a popular round, something you can get a lot of shots in them fast with, versus a massive revolver where you only get two shots. You know, right? You're, you're important you're enough. When, they're, when they're coming, <laughs> when they're coming, dude, they're coming hard. You're, you're better but, off to get five fast ones than two big ones. I've talked to too many, too many other guys that said you really don't even have to worry about. You that. You know what? You guys I mean, should just do nothing yes. but interview from now on until you guys leave we'll just do nothing but podcasts with bear attack victims that way you, <laughs> you know what to do playing the revenant just to, and yeah. the edge in the background yeah i so, like it so you can the, be prepared you know get your confidence up you know what i mean yeah. you can interview me just play dead bro honestly yeah. i'm not i don't give a shit about the grizzlies right now my biggest concern is getting on that little janky ass float plane and floating in there i'm, te I, I'm I terrified of flying i fucking hate well, it well, hey, if, if the plane does wreck the grizzlies are there to clean it yeah, up yeah they're gonna yeah. get the mess well you you hit something hard i don't want to limp away from this wreck he, not, not to scare you or anything but steven just went through well, a, a, a kid i grew up with real close friend uh grew up elk hunting with him his dad is a really pronounced guy now in arizona uh, they went out there and did a caribou hunt, him and three buddies. Alaska? Well, or in Alaska, thank you. Um, they ended up getting three trophies. Beautiful, beautiful Labradors. And on their way flying back in, a plane took off as they were coming into land. Mid-air collision, oh. and we lost all three. Oh, my oh, God. shit. Yeah. That's a tragedy right there. That was there. wild. Mm. So, and that was his life goal was to shoot a Yeah, Labrador. literally his his life goal was to get that caribou. He got the caribou. It's a hell of a way to go out. I said, you know what? He got you it. know he went down with a smile on his face. Oh, yeah, man. Doing what it, he loved. That, that shit happens. It's like uh, the odds of you getting in a plane crash are going to be a lot higher than getting killed by a grizzly up there. So that's what I'm terrified <laughs> of. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's how they get around up there. They don't have cars where we're flying into like Bethel. You fly into that and get dropped. They they don't have many vehicles there. Like that's how they get around up there. It's just a different world. Mm, it's the wild west up there. Yep. It's tough. You guys be just fine. Yeah, well, you guys. Yeah, I, I didn't so. mean to scare you, but See, I just no, I, I, I think it's amazing. We trust me. I've had three years to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm right there with him on the on the plane <laughs> thing. Demon Christmas six. Hey, we were, where were you on that one? You guys were just fine. <laughs> 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 Everyone got a little clammy, a little quiet. Now. Yeah, no, no, my, my palms are sweating right now. I'm I'm excited. I'm terrified, and I'm freaking jacked at the same time. Like this hunt is going to be what I've been dreaming about for twenty some years. I mean. And couldn't pick a better group of guys to do it with. Like we're we're just gonna have a ball. It's in that be type of hunt, you can never be ready for it. No, no. I mean, we're as ready. Ready. But you, you, as you just gotta be, be on your toes and ready right. to rock. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all I there think, is to it. I think we should circle back when you boys get back and maybe have a little conversation about that. What do you guys say? That'd be awesome. I'd yeah. be. I'd, I'd be, be up for that. I think yeah. the boys would love to hear about it. Yeah, you guys I are think... gonna be podcasting up there. Oh yeah, definitely. We got the mobile recorder and all that. We're taking. So people listening, we we actually probably I don't know. What day? I don't. I don't know when this launches, but this have, is actually going to launch this coming Thursday. Okay, so real close to when this launches, we're doing a pre-trip yep. podcast for them guys, and then you guys are recording on the trip. So if people are curious to see like the misery or the fun or whatever that goes on throughout the trip, you guys, it, yep. it'll be rough recordings because it's going to be legit yep. wilderness mm -hmm. recordings. But right, we're doing that. So. We'll That's be amazing. doing a lot of breakdowns on gear and the conditions we're in and yeah. what we're seeing. I mean, we're. 
we'll probably do four or five podcasts and you can consolidate or do whatever you want to do with them. But yeah. like Ross said, there's a good chance for rain up there. So three dudes in a tent for a day at a time, we'll probably do some podcasting. Oh, yeah. 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 You guys will be yeah. Sick, of, sick of looking at each other. <laughs> no. I feel pretty confident, though. I mean, going into an unknown territory with these other two dudes plus me, I mean, when the boots hit the ground, I just feel like we're going to go into ninja mode. Yeah, I mean, gonna, that's But every, every decision, every move you make affects you later on oh yeah up there is what we've been told by our other buddies that have been up there like you yep. you screw up and make a stupid decision right now it's going to affect you in about six hours mm -hmm. like you got to be smooth and smart on everything that you do no getting drenched and then going back to the truck to get warm and chill. and there's no going no. back to camp and chilling out and drinking whiskey like you you pay attention you're there because yeah, you can't be getting jacked up on crown and root beers and then it sounds no. it sounds fun but yeah it's probably not, not the best no idea. The, and idea. because the wind changes say let's say we kill one the first one on the ground and we have to stay overnight with it so if the wind changes and you've got that thing set 100 yards away from camp or whatever it is and all of a sudden the wind swaps and it's blowing that scent right towards your tent you got to move that thing real quick because that grizzly is going to come right through camp He's to walk get right to through it. Camp, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. Scary. Some of those shit. I don't need nobody munching on my head while I'm trying to sleep. So. <laughs> yeah. No bueno. True story. That's tough. Scary. Yeah, that's a scary that's thing. That's nerve wracking. We'll be exhausted. We'll be drained, but Dude, it'll be. I can't, I can't wait about to hear. it for the rest of your life. It's, it's like being a hundred miles offshore. That's once in a life. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> shit. Exactly. No shit. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'd, be, yeah I'd be pulling my hair out. It's like one of the same, bro. A hundred miles offshore in a canoe. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes. Folders can. Folders can. can. No great whites up there, though. No. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. You got grizzlies way worse. Um. It's they're they're ground great yeah. great whites. <laughs> same thing, man. But we live for that stuff, though. That's yeah. That is that is a crazy. If thing. there wasn't that aspect, that little bit of, of fear and uncertainty, yeah, it wouldn't be wouldn't worth it. it. It's yeah, an adventure hunt. That's what right. makes it an adventure. Hunt. Exactly. What fun would it be? Yeah, I sure. say it all the time. It might be smart ass or somebody take offense to it, but if it were easy, women and children would be doing it. That's so. right. What's up? That's the truth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up? Well, What's up? <laughs> so we got another segment for you boys. Um, one of the things is we, we started this a little bit ago, and I think it's it's got some pretty good uh, notoriety with it. But uh, one of the questions that we ask is, uh, wh what would you change in the industry with all the time that you've been in it? I guess everybody's looking at me. I guess I'll go first. Yeah, you can go. <laughs> yeah, I, you're yeah I'm sorry, Austin. <laughs> yeah, Austin, Take you go it. first. Um, you over there. It just... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the negativity thing, like we talked about it earlier, the guys that are like, man, must be nice. Just step back and appreciate what your fellow hunter is doing, like the goals that they're accomplishing. Yeah. Just respect and, you know, take a step back and realize that we're a very minute part of the population. <clears throat> all right. This is a small group and we're all in the same boat. So mm -hmm. respect to your fellow hunter and a little less shit talking. I think it'd be a lot better place. And, and to add to that, you, tomorrow might be your day. So don't shit talk somebody if you want to add a boy tomorrow. Right. right. Exactly. Valid yeah. point. I mean, I like that. Very true. How about you, Eric? I mean, I think I kind of agree with Austin there. You know, we're all in this together, and that was kind of a cliche thing to say, but, you know, all the shit talking, bashing, doing all that shit. Like, shit talking's fine when you're just trying to have fun. But yeah, of course. Bashing some guy because he shot a deer or something like that, like, that shit just needs to, needs to end, you know? Definitely. Mine would be, of course, I agree with that, but uh, I worry about um, kind of what we talked about, mm -hmm. you know, with you guys earlier is like being infiltrated from people that don't live our lifestyle from the inside out because of like money or whatever it may be. Like, uh, 
just like letting big major like news outlets and articles and pe- people that don't live our life that don't understand it ruin it for us i think we need to do a better job all all of us included of like calling that out and being aware of those situations you know like you know a lot of people just like it's not important well it is important you know if if some if one big anti-gun anti-hunting organization buys a hunting whatever for millions of dollars like that's why would they do that that we need to look at that stuff i think right. I, yeah it basically maybe that's not as important as like some of the legislation and all that stuff but we just need to be concerned for the future of what we're doing as our lifestyle because it's important mm-hmm. i would say that we just need to focus more awareness on that absolutely and i'm part of the problem too i would think like i'm not saying that i'm not be able to we all are be able to shed the hate and make a stand <clears throat> when need be yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, just, anybody that's that's hating, you just got to be able to brush it off. But then when it's time to make a stand on something, you better be able to stand up and do it. I just worry about like when my kids are older and your kids are older yeah. and all our kids are older that it's, like I they mean, can do what we do now. And not, and their kids after that even. Exactly. Yep. It's the way mindsets are changing, it worries me. I, I think, you know, I agree but disagree, right? So mm-hmm. I feel that like if we talked about it on the ride down here, me and Steven, is that these things look at the 60s look at the 80s right they we all went through that phase where the hipsters or the liberals would get kind of like fired up and yeah, going. yeah right exactly and then th- that next generation and i got hope for the next generation i really do i yeah. you know I, I put them on a pedestal because i got a couple of young kids that are 15 16 years old that work with me and them boys are just like they are so right wing and it's absolutely funny and they look at these people in a day and they're like I do not want to be like that and i know i don't want to be like that and they've kind of okay. taken the power and they've kind of stood up and it's good to see those guys, man, especially for the outdoor world, right? Because being yeah. a fisherman, like, you're in it every day, and you see these guys, and, and they, they stand for what we, we do, and they believe in what yeah. we do, and it's good to see that, you know? And I think we right. go in that circle. I think we're in that circle. We're at the peak of it right now, and I think that it's going to change, especially for the outdoor world. Hope you're right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hope you're right. I will say I, my nephews were here the other day for the New Windsor Parade, and they all had Trump socks on. And, like, you know, not that, like, you know, your political party doesn't matter, but in our area where we're from – you support Trump and stuff, you're more likely like a outdoor lifestyle type person. Mm-hmm. You're, you work for your money. You're a conservative, like you, you earned your way and kind of seeing them guys be proud of like that view. Cause a, a, a car with a Biden flag went by in the parade and everyone's like, eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, man, maybe there is a little more of that like red blooded American vibe left in, you know, in the I think it's common, dude, because there, they there's see more that. there than we think. I think it's I just so, starting yeah. to become more outspoken, especially yeah. with the and I hate politics. But, oh, yeah. I'm not a yeah. politics guy. Yeah. We're yeah. we're in some crazy times right now. I've been advocating. Our current Illinois governor has a mask mandate right now. So if you want to send your kids to school right now, they have to wear a mask. Like no questions asked. You don't get a choice. You have to wear a mask. So that's what I've been dealing with for the last two weeks. Going to mm-hmm. school board meetings, standing up for my kids. Long story short, had to pull them out of school this week, but. I mean, it's time. It's time we teach our kids that it's time to take a stand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It's just in everything and, that they do. Yeah, absolutely. And and the ridiculous thing about it is we're still at a level five in the state of Illinois. So fat boy up there is saying everybody at school has to have a mask on, but you can still go to the bar with no mask. You can still go to the grocery store with no mask, gas stations, all that. Hell, New Windsor Rodeo two yeah. days ago. How many masks did we see? Two? Two in the whole parade. So Out of... Five, six, seven hundred people. I don't know. My point, there's no, there's, this is the last stand that they have as government is schools because that's taxpayer dollars. They can, 
Now I can get into politics. I get yeah, pretty wound up. Yeah, we're going down. We're going down. We just turned the hole open. Just saying. Real <laughs> open the rabbit hole. We'll just Fuck leave that alone, guys. And let's be positive. We <laughs> yeah. gotta, yes. <laughs> Fuck the hate. You know what I mean? <laughs> but fuck them guys. <laughs> we might Anyways. have to do a part two to this podcast. Yeah. 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 No, I, that's a whole new realm. One hundred point two. So, what would you change in the outdoor industry other than politics? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. What would I change? I don't know. What was the question? I mean, these guys all laid pretty, everything out there. I'd say pretty much. I don't have anything else to go I, on top of that. So, I yeah. agree. I mean, I'm with you guys on that, right? And I'll, I'll give a little bit of an answer because it's something that always is, it's pretty strong for me, especially on the local level, man. Mm-hmm. My thing is deer shaman. My deer shaman is one of those things, mm-hmm. man. Like we we all have more time than than readily available for most to hunt, right? And we do pretty well for ourselves when it comes to deer. What some better than others? Sorry, Lord, but. And Ross, but it is what it Shit. is. No, I'm just kidding. But but deer shaman, like that dude that might want to shoot that buck or that small deer or whatever the case may be, that dude might not have the, his day, right? Yeah, like yeah. he might be only able to hunt one right. or two days a week or whatever, you know? If I don't you're see much deer shaman anymore, though. It's fucking huge by me, man. Really? And, and the worst part about it, right, is the worst part that I, I think is that these guys that are deer shaming, they ain't shooting that big a deer, dude. They're only no. shooting like 125s, right? So must they're like, be ni- it's the must be nice guys yeah. the other direction. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. That's right. They they ride somewhere off the grid, and they just, that's negative. Yeah. Negative everywhere. Yeah. Well, and we all have different goals in the outdoors, right? Like for me, I, w- I want to see big mature animals get killed, right? Mm-hmm. That's not for everybody, and I understand that. Like you mm-hmm. might have the guy that hunts two weekends a year and goes out and shoots a nice little six. I mean, kudos to him. He's backstrapping. He, hell yeah, it. dude. He filled his tag. That's awesome. But like, and if I go out and shoot a 130-inch deer, Austin ain't going to jump down my throat and right. call me a fucking idiot. Hell you no, know? man. At least he's not might. on the air. That's not what it's all about, though. I'd right, give yeah. it another year, or whatever the case may be. You know, sure, they exist right. constant like that. But it's yeah. but the thing is that it, I shot a one thirty last year. Big deal. Yeah, he was like eight or it. nine. <laughs> it's <was> freaking ancient. <laughs> he, he was an old dog, but hey, it's a mature deer. It's a good yeah. buck, though, yeah. too. One thirty is a good buck. And that's one of those things is that we have so much firing coming from the outside that we all need to band together and help one another. Not not mm-hmm. not collapse because we're collapsing it on the inside out on our own. That's true. I mean, right. t- to be real, oh, we, yeah. we, we truly are. There's both, yeah, for you know. Sure. So it's kind of ridiculous, and I, I get so upset and so wound tight about it because coming, especially coming from the forum world, right? Because that's where I all started. That's where my world started. <laughs> yeah. Don't remember I was telling last night. Don't look up. Don't read about yourself yeah. on forums, boy. I, I started to go down that murky hole yesterday. Ooh. I don't know why. I was Turn just around. Like, curious what was updated yeah. on the internet, and I was like. <laughs> Make him feel bad about yourself real quick. Yeah. yeah. But they're so old. It's so old school. A lot of the forum people are old school. Hey, we did get a shout out. We we shouted out the Iowa, Iowa Whitetail. We shout out Iowa Whitetail. Yep. Did you see that link? Yep. yep. And someone was like, "Hey, shout out to working class. Give us a pretty cool shout out on Iowa Whitetail." That's and awesome. Then there's a couple of people in there like, "Oh, they cuss. Fuck them. I'm legit." But no, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody was like pretty cool in there. That would have been cool if they would have said that. Oh, I'm sure there's one in there. I didn't go. I I was scared to keep scrolling. <laughs> so, I just stay away from it. Yeah. That's all so, I try to avoid it. I stopped with the with the online Facebooks and all that stuff. I just stopped putting my opinion in them. I stopped posting pictures to them. I don't even care anymore, honestly, because it's just gotten so bad. These like weekend warriors that think that they're greatest <clears> thing, especially in the fishing world. I mean, that that makes it the worst. I heard fishing world. industry is way worse, dude. It's disgusting, and it's way it's bigger. That's the worst part. I it, think. I heard it, it's Huge. like five times as big. What's Huge. ICAST is like the ATA for yeah. fishing. Yeah, it's nuts, right? And there's just like. I think that they're way worse because the problem is a lot of them. There's a lot more high, high, high players, right? And they just 
it's bad. Some of the, especially offshore tournaments and stuff, those guys are fucking brutal, dude. And they got big money involved and they start running their mouths and they start talking shit. And then this guy's not doing this. It's just, it's a whole snowball effect of horribleness. Yucky. It's like taking the deer world and times it by 10. I'm good with, uh, yeah, let's just go back to deer shaman, you know? Yeah. Just go back to just the basics. Just going to stay in my lane and do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so our last but not least question is, what drives you outdoors? We'll start with, uh, let's go with Ross first. I'll tell you what, it's just the peace of being in the woods. I mean, there's no, there's nothing better than being able to get out there, get away from the world. You feel like you're in your own little world at that point. And, and then, I don't know, I've said this. I, I had a buddy's girlfriend, wife now. We were kind of double dating a lot in high school. She said one uh, one night, she's like, so what? what's the big deal about killing a big buck? What, why is it so... I was I was shooting some big, big bucks back then. And she's like, what's the big deal? Is it just like a masculinity thing or what? I'm like... I said, listen, bitch. No. <laughs> I'll tell you I something. Said, <laughs> I said, well, I mean, in a way, but... <laughs> But I said, the bottom line is, it's trying to outsmart the smartest animal in the woods. For me, it's a game. Mm -hmm. right. And if I can get away from the world and be in peace for a little while and try to outsmart this big, smart fucker, I'm going <laughs> to do whatever it takes. Right. I just want to get out there and figure him out and then go after him. I mean, I'm pretty damn sure the Lord put these deer on this on this earth. For us oh. to hunt. Not me, the other one. The other oh, one. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the big one. I'm like, the Austin, come to Connecticut, bud. <laughs> like way farther north. <laughs> yeah, we forgot there's two lords. <laughs> big man upstairs. How about you, Kurt? What drives you outdoors, buddy? Sorry, Lord. Um, I, I just like the, I don't know, man. To me, it's like a family thing, like memories of my mm -hmm. old man and stuff. But really, I... I, me mentally it's like keeps me on track mm -hmm. i'd be yep. in prison if i didn't have hunting like mm -hmm. honestly i'd just That's be true. in trouble probably i don't know if i'd be in prison but i'd be in i'd be honoring i'd be on probation <laughs> i'd be out on on parole or something <laughs> he'd, he'd have an ankle bracelet on for sure <laughs> he'd be waiting I'd for be house hearing. arrest of the studio <laughs> i like what you said there about family though i mean there's i mean all this shit ties back to family how we were where we started out it kept yep. me out I of mean, trouble but got me in with family and then now it's like the now with the podcast it's like the sense of community that we have yep so it's it just it keeps my life on track for me absolutely and i go back to what you're saying ross too tradition man tradition is what built yep. the hunting industry for us yep. the hunting world for us is tradition yep. whether it's fishing opening day whether it's hunting on opening day i mean y'all i pick pick a day Y'all said you want to fish, I mean, hunt on opening day. Mm -hmm. yep. That's tradition, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And that's what builds it. Even the cavemen hunted. Like, you had to hunt for food. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's where it all started. It's and the Indians man. had to kill so that they could feed their families. The same deal. Just kept on rolling up. Mm -hmm. Now we're in modern times, and that's well, what we we're keep at. doing. Yeah, that's right. How about, how about you, Eric? I think just growing up doing it, it's just one of those things where, like, it's something you got to I'm always going to be into, you know, there was a couple of years there where I didn't hunt at all and it killed me. And I'm like, I need to get back into hunting because it just gives me that mindset, gives the reset button every time October 1st comes around, you know, you get back out in the woods and it's a reset button. People can work out every day and do all that. That's their piece or whatever. For us, it's hunting, mm -hmm. hunting, fishing. You know, I grew up hunting, mm -hmm. fishing, doing everything. Also, Loving every day. 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. Every day. He said it. I was going to hit the laugh track button. I couldn't remember which one of it. That's right. How about you, Austin? No, these these guys have all hit the nail on the head. I mean, we're all doing it for the same reason. We uh, we all grew up in an area where it's game rich. Uh, we're very grateful to have grown up in this small little area. Um, I've always been infatuated with the outdoors. Uh, it's what it's what I look forward to. I mean, it gives us something to look forward to every year. We're waiting for that October November time frame. So, that's that's what we look forward to. It's what we live for. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I can't thank you guys enough for for letting us join join you here in the studio and and do our hundredth episode. And especially some guys that I looked I looked up to throughout the hunting and hunting world and growing up through the podcast ladder yep. and so on and so forth. You guys are definitely awesome, and I can't thank you guys enough. Oh man, appreciate, appreciate, it, appreciate it. having you guys, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Kurt, real quick before we go, let everyone know where they can find you. Workingclassbowhunter.com, every podcast platform, YouTube, Carbon TV, and soon Jury Outdoors, Deercast, and Jury Outdoors YouTube. And all the forums, you know, go check them out. All the forums. <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is you literally can't live under a rock. They're there. Hey, fuck them. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, we're on TikTok now. What's up for the kids? Uh, for the kids. For the kids. It's for what? the children. Yeah, for the children. Oh. Instagram, Facebook, all the goodies. Awesome. Thanks, guys, again for 100. It's thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Blast being out here for 100 and sharing it with you guys. And uh, I'm not going to drag it on. Everyone out there listening. We're 100 in. We're going a couple hundred more. Thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.